Fuck yeah. Hell yeah! You can, you can tell I'm not a drummer because it's so out of time. You're doing pretty well. Up. You're doing pretty well. Timothy Nelson is here. Hello. Hell yeah! Oh boy, did your stock just go up? <laughs> I tell you. Oh my goodness. Let me let me let me turn this down a little bit. Everything's recording. Yeah, I'm always paranoid. Fuck. How do people wear sunnies inside? It's hard. It's a, it's a it's a skill, right? I think so. But you know, my thing is um. Shopping centers. Well, like going grocery shopping. Yeah. Right. Like in Coles or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, you naturally want to take them off when you walk inside. Mm. Well, some people do. But it's brighter in there than it is outside. Yeah. So I have them on when I'm shopping. Yeah. You know, yeah but it's yeah. pretty much, there's me and then there's the dude from the Big Lebowski. And then everyone else. <laughs> just going, who the f- I've I've been known to wear my sunnies religiously. You know, yeah. know that song, uh, you wear sunglasses at night? Oh, where my yeah. son... They wrote that yeah. song about me. Yeah. So, oh, really? Yeah. 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 ZZ and, and Top Co- wrote Co- cheap yeah. sunglasses about me. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Coke dealers were it at night, right? That's the universal sign for on the Coke dealer. What are you trying to say? I don't know. Oh. With that hat, you look like a dwarf. Yeah. Coca-Cola stocks just went up as well now. <laughs> Columbia. <laughs> if, you, if you see a, a fellow with sunglasses on at night and bare feet, he's a Coke dealer because he's thrown his shoes over a, <laughs> over a power line somewhere and he can't find them because he can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for coming. To, uh, I can't believe you're here. It's been a long time. It uh, has been a very long time. Very long time. I think you were... This is not your parents' house. No. <laughs> very different to my parents' house. There's no smell of soy sauce in the air. Yeah, and, and mom's not cooking, so no, <laughs> definitely not my parents' house. You, you were you, you're like an OG guest, man. You were back, I think, in the first before we hit a hundred. We oh, had way, way before, 100, way like before the first, yeah, 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 twenties. Like. I know I didn't know what podcasts were both times I went on your podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like you figured it out now. Since then, I mean, I've I've had my own podcast and quit. Oh wow! All in that space of time. You did. I saw you did like one or two episodes, right? I I've never put so little effort into uh, something <laughs> in my life. That's not actually <laughs> when I was doing it. It was a lot of work, but yeah. I had nothing else to do because we were in lockdown. Yeah. The second gigs came back. Yeah. Um, podcasts went out the window. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people became like uh, you know temporary podcasters in that in that period. You got to do it. You got to you, you if you can't do your own job, try, you know sort of invade someone else's space <laughs> did you did you have fun though it was all right i mean yeah. i was just talking yeah and then there was a point where i thought that's what everyone does yeah that's but what, other people yeah. do it better <laughs> other people do it way better they, they actually have <laughs> topics and like a yeah a script they go off yeah. we're just going to freestyle it man. we're just going to yeah. freestyle. freestyle keep it up beat episode gonna... 25 yeah wow 25 25 and now what this is 160 you're 160 baby <laughs> Right, yeah. I thought you were saying this was episode 25. No, 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 no yeah, we've no. only just I was started. Ve- I was no, very no, no, unimpressed because no. <laughs> it has been a while. Yeah. We, we started counting backwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you up to 100 and what? Well, 160 officials. Okay. Probably Official probably 200 if oh, we over, didn't put yeah. the, the other 40 that yeah. sucked. Plus yeah. the sessions as well. We've got Ones that went in the bin. Yeah, a couple of them went in the bin, yeah. <laughs> really? For quality purposes, yeah. Sometimes Fantastic. it was just even technical stuff like, the card corrupting or yeah. not recording properly because we used to have 
terrible gear. That's rock and roll. Yeah. Or some of that footage that just does not de- need to see the light of day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do these uh, seats lean back at all, or am I? I think they do. It's the left one. It's the left one. The left one, and then you twist. It's weird. You, you I twist it I back. Because I feel like I, I'm like someone who's very keen to help you with your telephone service. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we we actually spent like. 20 minutes at the, when we got here trying to work out how to set these chairs. Yeah. Yeah, so one on the left. So you pull it back. I'm actually going to adjust mine up a bit. This is riveting podcasting, by the this way, is, guys. Right. <laughs> that doesn't, this flips up and then yeah. nothing happens. Oh, did you get the Oh, there, oh there, there, we go. Go. Yeah. there we go. Yeah, got the oh. swing. You want to lean back? <laughs> lean back a bit, man. Lean Hell yeah. Back. What a laid back guy. Neo. You know they're bringing the Matrix back? Yeah, number four. Everyone except Hugo Weaving's doing it. Really? How rich is Hugo Weaving? <laughs> How are they going <laughs> to do That's it? what I don't get. No Agent Smith? Or are they just going to CGI? I, I don't know. Yeah. But clearly, he doesn't need the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that Lord of the Rings money. and uh, Yeah, he's yeah. like, nah. Well, do any of those guys need money? Well, you would think Keanu not. Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne. Like, fuck, those guys are... Fishburne's back. Yeah. He's back in it? I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what, uh, wh- only one of the Wachowski... Sisters now are doing it. Oh, not both of them. Not both. One, one pulled out. They were like, um, "I'm not really into the industry. I fucking hate it." Like, so is it? Yeah. Well, is it a new, new, new people doing the Matrix? I don't know. Well, no, it's still Wachowski. I think. Just, no, no, the, no, yeah. There was two guys. The the two brothers did the first one. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. okay I'm okay. making a bad joke. Why would you joke about something like that? Yeah. What we Okay, Lauren. It's not Lawrence Fishburne. It's not Lawrence Don't Fishburne. say it's Sam Jackson. No, not Because that, that would be Who great. That would be so good. After yeah. so many years of them getting confused for Maybe each other. Maybe look it up. Yeah, yeah. By yeah. idiots. You know that whole thing? I mm. know, oh, yeah, but people think they're interchangeable because they're, like they, they, yeah. no, no two people could least look alike. <laughs> look alike. Least, less. Um, <laughs> right. Interesting. Sounds like a basketball player. I might yeah. be the first to bail on the sunnies. Yeah, no, no, let's do I it. Think, I can't see anything. I, <laughs> I want to look at your beautiful eyes, Tim. <laughs> I was just hoping, just in case I nod off like, later on, it's like you won't, won't even notice. Wow, what a shock. But uh, one of the Wachowskis came out and said the in, that the entire original story was mm. a metaphor for um, uh, realizing your true gender identity. Okay. Which one was it? It was, um, is it? What are the Wachowski's one? names? Is it La- Laura? Lara? Not sure what they are now. No, but I, I read an article about that. Yeah. 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 They fully went. Was, I think it was like a Reddit Ask Me Anything. Someone said, is Was wow. the Matrix a metaphor for. Um, it's also a conspiracy theory. It's like Wet Dream, that whole movie. People look up to that because yeah. of the whole simulation theory. Well, the thing, conspiracy you know? goes out the window Lana? when the person yeah. who did it. Lana. Exactly. Lana and Lily. Lana Wachowski. and Lily. Yeah. Okay. I think it was Lana okay, that okay, said, okay. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Matrix. Um, can I get one thing out of the way? Which is awesome. Um, you are in a bunch of stuff. Are you still doing t- um, the Infidels stuff as well? No. No? No, no, oh, no. Oh, shit, sorry. No, well, well, we took Outdated a... I'll forgive you. Do you want me to go take that uh, Polaroid off the wall? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're on there. You're on the wall here. Am I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, In the Hall of Fame, baby. Here at the Hen House. Mm. Um, yeah, the Wall of Shame. That's, um, I haven't done the Infidels probably since we last spoke. Oh, wow. Uh, when did that band break up? Shit. I'm not even drunk yet. I've just poured my first wine. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. I have outdated, outdated information, but uh, let's move on from that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it was 2015. We took a break and never came back. Okay. 
Then I did a solo record mm-hmm. called Words Like Young by Timothy Nelson. Mm-hmm. Out on all streaming services still. <laughs> it hasn't run out. Hasn't run out of streams yet. Um, and then did that, and now I do Indoor Fins, which is the current thing. Okay. Yes, we saw you guys at... Um at the bird. bird, at the bird with Grace Sanders, you came to the bird fucking gig. Fucking killer! It was Thank awesome. you. really fucking killer. Anything yeah. with a vocoder makes me wet. So seeing you, like half of your songs were just like, well, full, I'll reconsider full blown. now. I know that. Yeah. That I well, yeah. I bought a vocoder. I love vocoders. I use them a lot in the studio. I bought a, an actual physical one, the Behringer one, and um, yeah, I, I initially would have not used it live. And I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm going to use it live. I didn't have it the first gig, and what you saw was the second gig. Okay. And uh, and then we kind of duplicated that for the third gig. So I think we've got something that works now. The first gig was an absolute train wreck. The one you saw didn't feel like a train wreck. So we're just going with that. Sounded great. Yeah, was yeah. So, I was, sounded I was actually really going to ask if I can get some details about uh, who you met and where'd you go to sell your soul to get uh, vocals like that. That was <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, man. It was good. And we used the ele- the sort of pseudo electro thing as an excuse to use lots of computer things and there's yeah, just man. tracks and tracks, 50,000 different me's singing along with me. Mm. Yeah, it was very, very layered. Yeah, it's very, it is very late. I'm going to get the guys singing as well soon. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it's just me and then the computer. Can um, they sing? They will. <laughs> they will. <laughs> they will. They <laughs> will. They want to. Just going to adjust your camera. Um, but you're, you're also, you play in draft? You've, you've taught yeah, draft yeah, yeah. In, in a part of the backing band type uh, of thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we did a single together. It's um, like got two million hits on Spotify, man. Uh, yeah. Well, look, hey, what can I say? It's lonely at the top. Um, it's, you got the magic touch. We did man. a couple of singles together. It was a funny story. Actually, we met in America. You met drafts in America. Yeah, I went to America. I did some shows, and I was, you know, trying to meet people and network. And 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 the the, the main thing I got out of it was um, becoming good friends and working with someone I lived down the road from, back home <laughs> in Perth. That's troopy, man. Yeah, I did a um, I went. I did a solo show at the Viper Room. Well, That's what I was going to say. I remember cool. seeing the promo photo. Of yeah. Outside wow. the Viper. I'm like, fuck, you gone there. You got a Viper. Yeah, it was yeah. 2017, mm-hmm. which I, I'd, I'd gone over there. The, the nutshell version is I toured with Air Supply um, in Australia, and they convinced me that LA was worth a second chance because I'd vowed never to go back there when okay. I traveled mm. as a youngin because I didn't like it. Um, went back there, made some friends, got a gig at the Viper Room, and I assembled a band of local people so it was me and a bunch of americans and we played and there were four people in the room it was um draft morgan bain uh nick oliveri from queens of the stone age and the guitar player from puddle of mud (laughs) (laughs) you couldn't ask for a better crowd never forget never forget and then um i i I knew morgan that's why uh, you know when you're in another town and um uh, you, you see someone on Facebook's in the same town. You go, dude, what are you doing? And I knew Morgan was a town. I was like, come to my gig because no one else will. And he's like, cool, I'm here with Paul. And they were writing um, for his next record. And I came to the show. I met Paul. And they're like, what are you doing tomorrow? And I said, I'm flying to Nashville. What are you doing? They're like, oh, we're driving around in this RV. We've been going up and down in California, writing songs and hanging out. Uh, um, and I was like, well, I get back to LA in seven days. And they said, Great, we'll we'll come pick you up at the airport and we'll go to the Grand Canyon, and that's what we did. And then I just kind of, I got back 
jumped on their RV, this this giant like Chevy Chase situation, <laughs> and uh, we went out to the desert and went to Vegas. And anyway, that that resulted in you know playing demos to each other, and that resulted in us working on some tunes when I got back, and then joined the band. I'm still still in the band. Uh, we've we've got a tour coming up. Yeah, WA tour. Jam with him tomorrow. Yeah, WA tour. We had a national tour. We had to cancel it. Mm. Right, right, COVID. right. But you still have like half a dozen shows, right? Or even more. Uh, the October. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, we're going up north in October. Cool. So WA, you can get like 13, 14 shows out of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. His new album comes out same day my next single comes out on Friday. Yeah. No shit. What, which, what, was, uh, which was an accident. <laughs> what What love feels like. Yes, that's the new single. That is the new single. Hell yeah! Is it out on Spotify? Oh, you have like a pre a pre a link to hear it before it comes out, right? On your no, it's just Friday. On Friday, okay. Yeah. Wherever you hear music, you can now hear more of me. Nice. Yeah. Is it as catchy as that antidote song? Because I've been smashing that a lot. Oh, have you? Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I I think so. I think it's it's this is probably the most outrageously pop disco thing. Yes. I've done yet. That in a while. there, man. I love you, falsetto. I got one of those a bit of stuck in my head. I don't know what it, I'm not going to try and hum it. Yes. Yeah, that's Antidote. Oh, yeah. That's a fucking killer song. It's, yeah. That's a fucking killer awesome. song. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is great. Uh, in the car. It's a car song, man. It's is a, it? It's a, it's a right. beachy car song, hot day cool. type thing. That's awesome. Yeah. I wrote it in that room right there. Yeah, you were saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fucking weird, man. Uh, room seven? Yeah, it was uh, yeah either room seven or room... The other one, I had, I sort of swapped between a couple of rooms in this complex. Wow. Yeah. I'd come in, I'd get my, a table and, cause before they convert all this into a podcast studio and all that, it was just jam rooms, yep. as you know. <laughs> um, and I would just set up a makeshift studio for as long as I could pay the rent and then have to pack it down again and then put it in a shed and then do it again. I did a few runs like that. So yeah, this whole new record's made here. So it's, it's cool to be here again. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, yeah, lot of good stuff. Oh, yeah. this, this place has oh, the energy, right? I can feel the energy right now. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you're not having a stroke? No, I, I, I didn't rub one out before I came out. So oh, that's why, yeah, you're all pent up, right? <laughs> it's nice to see this show has matured <laughs> since, I've, since gone, I've been away. It's actually gone downhill, Tim. It's, it's yeah. like a fine wine. <laughs> what wine are you drinking? Uh, I don't know. Um, whatever was at the bottle, like. Campos di Viento. But what type of... Uh, what a type Tempranillo. Of Tempranillo? Never had that before. Wow. It's, it's like Spanish blend. It's Is good. Sweeter? Cheap thrills. Uh, it's You want some? No, I'm all right. No, it's, no. I get diarrhea with uh, anything too grapey. Fantastic. I'll yeah. think... I'll remember that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a weird thing. Like, I used to be able to drink a lot of red wine. Yeah. And then for some Not anymore. reason... Now I, I yeah imme- immediately to the toilet yeah okay yeah right. it's a grape thing though I get it, I get it when I eat grapes as well oh it's probably a chemical in the grape that I'm my yeah to- yeah it's the grapes fault <laughs> <laughs> I think it is because <laughs> if I if I just eat eat grapes like a handful of grapes same thing toilet you would be terrible as a Roman king I know <laughs> that's all they eat. I know. <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, according to movies yeah <laughs> just, king do they do they have kings. No, the em- Caesars, em- emperors. emperors. Yeah, yeah. Mm. we'd be rubbish at that too. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'd, they'd be, f- they'd have palm leaves, I know. which probably give you a rash yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you'd be like, My get fever. those away. <laughs> and then the and the little women would say, you know, do you want some? They try and feed you grapes. You go, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Never get anything done. You'd be starved and hot and sweaty. In fact, the fall of the Roman Empire is likely due to someone like you. Yeah, grape intolerance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, conceived, and, and conceived with a, a weak sperm, right? Yeah. One of, one of those. They should have thrown me off the um, the cliff in 300. It's like good <laughs> sperm. Uh, what the fuck is an endorphin, anyway? <laughs> endorphins. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a play on the word endorphins. You never knew that? One of you knew it, surely. No. I've, endorphin. I'd... Endorphin. And I, the penny drops. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I it's thought a it was a, a sex position. Well, see, I kind of picked it up because the other day, now, I don't know how far back you guys remember, there was a local band called Celador. Yes. Remember the band Celador? Mm-hmm. Which is from Donnie Darko. Donny, Donnie Darko. That's the most beautiful phrase yeah. in the and English I, language. I drove down south uh, over the weekend, and just outside of Donnybrook, there's a sign there, Celador. Yeah. But it's like the actual cellar door. Yes. And I spark with me, I'm cellar door. Most wineries have the that. same words. Where? Yeah. Donnybrook. Just outside of Donnybrook. All the wineries yeah. have that. Donny as in Donny Darko and Donnybrook. Yeah. That's a weird coincidence. Cellar door and then cellar door. And then, uh, fuck. We live in the simulation. Wordplay. <laughs> that, that movie, have you ever analyzed that film? We have, yeah. We, we've gone through it multiple times about quantum realities and weird shit. Yeah. Here's my theory. Okay. The whole film cancels itself out and really had Donny just not come back in time to wake himself up and get him out of that bed nothing would have had to happen he he the whole movie is he has to get back into that bed so that the 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 engine comes through the spoiler alert for anyone (laughs) (laughs) traveling back in time (laughs) to go and watch this in the theaters but uh yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like he mm-hmm. has to get, out, he has to, he has to make sure he doesn't get out of bed, so the engine smashes through the roof and he mm. dies, and therefore nothing happens. Why did he get out of the bed in the first place? Because the voice in his head told him to get out of the bed. The same voice that tells him to go back and get back into the bed. Mm. The movie didn't have to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's actually ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, but it raises a lot of like butterfly effect sort of questions, right? Like if you if you change your destiny just by a fraction, it sets a whole ripple effect. Like a whole series of He wouldn't have got out in that out of that bed yeah. had the future him that was only there mm. to make sure things didn't go wrong had made him do the yeah, thing. That's right. Yeah. It's own Yeah, it's 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 kinda like that whole Terminator paradox. Like Skynet can't exist because it didn't exist when it began. Mm-hmm. But you know the, 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 the any time paradox. Yeah, but there's no Back point in the, the future, Terminator film where you go, hang on, had you just not done that, there wouldn't have been an uprising of the machines. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I I love time travel type movies. But yeah, well, the film distracts you with the quantum physics thing, and then you realize actually the the screenwriting is the issue, not the science. Mm. Right. Okay. Still a great film. I do like it. So don't so like how, the director's cut. Cause how, they make how, you does read. Frank, how does Frank the Bunny fit into all that? Well, he's the voice, right? Yeah. So he's like the. Yeah, yeah. And he's the one who says, "Get up." Yeah. Frank the Bunny says, "Get up." And I think Donnie gets out of bed. He gets out of the bed. The engine doesn't kill him. That voice guides him through the whole film to get back to the place where he has to get back into that bed so that he doesn't get out of that bed at that moment in time to save what went wrong because he got out of bed. Mm. The voice that is trying to get him to make things right fucked him in the first place. Yeah. A lot of people reckon that's like literally a demon. It's, sure. (laughs) Like it's luring him into doing the wrong thing for its own gain type thing, you know. That's how I saw it anyway, because I would have followed it. If something's telling me to move, I'll be like, all right, I don't don't know. (laughs) I've never had a voice in my head, but like, I I can't say that I wouldn't, I I can't say that I wouldn't do it. Yeah, that that voice is like, you know, in the Blair Witch, how she leads them into the forest and she keeps saying, 
yeah, I know where we're going. It's trust me, this is the plan. This is the plan. And then at some point they're like, okay, we don't actually don't know what the plan is. Okay, we're going to yeah. do this. We're going to yeah. do this. That's what that voice is doing. Did you do a post about Blair Witch recently? I watched it and I posted about it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's another one of my favorite fucking films is the Blair Witch. It's fucking incredible. It's Still. Amazing. Still. It was good to revisit it. Still actually. holds up. Yeah, because I like when we go to little winter getaways into a cabin in the woods for a holiday, I like to watch scary films. Yeah. I just yeah. make sure I bring the axe inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Um. And but, yeah, we watched the Blair Witch Project again. Such a ground um, that that started the whole uh, found footage, yeah, handheld thing. You know, I read that it reprised it, but I think it's the first film I can think of that did the found footage thing. Mm. Unless some older film did it a little bit. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, I think, does take a bit of credit for that in a sense. Not really found footage, but in the whole this is a true story thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the entire first half of the like the Toby Hooper original is is um, it's kind of filmed as if it is a documentary or a reenactment in a documentary. Yeah. Mm. Um. Anyway, yeah, Blair Witch Project um, still holds up. Very low budget as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no budget, like, barely any budget, and they they managed to rake in a lot of money. I'm still traumatized by thinking about that movie. Yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> It was a good movie, but I saw that in the cinema when it first came out when I was, what, 11 years old, and I was like, right, fucked. I yeah. missed it. I wouldn't have been allowed to see that when I was a kid. When did it come out? It was like 99? 98, 99. Yeah, I would have been eight. Yeah, yeah. They put missing persons posters all over the all over America, I think. Brilliant. As the marketing strategy. You can't do that shit now. No. With social media. Because they went to their own premiere and still kept the gag up. Mm. Like... Yeah, that's next level. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what was the scariest bit for you in that movie? Um, Besides the ending, because everyone everyone knows the ending with the whole the guy facing the wall thing, right? But to me, it was the endless getting lost because, like, imagine feeling like following your compass, but you've just been going in circles. That was, that really tripped me. Out. What was there's a, a bit there where they find something and they open it up and there's like a teeth teeth in teeth yeah i remember that Wrap, wrapped in the oh, handkerchief yeah yeah i mean i think I, i'm thinking back to when i first watched it and it did actually scare me i was more watching the whole thing going gee it's still good but mm. nothing really terrified me all that much i do think the bit at the end where he's um yeah he's again spoiler alerts he's standing in the corner yeah, yeah. that's pretty wall. terrifying yeah. Yeah. and it's only a split second too you forget mm. a lot of the things i think you remember about that film actually don't happen for very long in it mm. yeah and maybe there were like extra bits like like extra um uh pieces of content that maybe came around the film yeah. that we all saw one way or another i know there was a book that was released with the the screening mm-hmm. i think originally uh also the audio yeah like because at one stage you can hear mike the guy that is it mike or josh when one of the members goes missing if you crank the audio, you can hear him screaming in the distance. Remember when they're like, Ooh. where are you? Where are you? And they're trying to find him. Oh, yeah, and yeah. If you crank it, you can hear him go like, oh, like he's screaming in the distance. Oh, I think and I could hear that follow, you... They're trying to follow the voice. Sorry, and they're in the black, right? They're and in it's... the black, yeah. And then they follow it to that abandoned I house. I did hear yeah. it. I didn't have to crank it, though. Yeah. But I guess it depends on what TV you watch it on. Mm. And the tent. When the tent started... Yeah, yeah, the children started. See, that was good. I, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure I've only ever seen that movie once. Yeah, and when when it first came out at the cinema. Yeah. Yet I I know that movie so well. Yeah. It just every part of it is just so burnt into my mind. It's mm. like, I'm never gonna watch it again. <laughs> they, they just nailed it. Mm. Yeah. And for, it, that, they, for that time, for that era when they first, ah, oh, yeah. 
it triggered just so many um, rip-offs in its wake. <laughs> it did. I could never figure out, I can't remember the name. There was a film, maybe maybe one of you seen it. There was a like a straight-to-video, uh, I think it was American film, and it's all shot on like CCTV-style footage in a house, and it's black and white, and it's as if it's a Big Brother-style house. It's not that paranormal activity no, type thing. No, they, they, and it's, they've answered an ad to be in a web series where they all go to a house, mm. and then at some point in the film, people start dying. I, something is familiar about that. And it turns out there's someone, some sadistic guy that's watching them. Yes. Get murdered or. It's called like Lens. Yeah. (laughs) I I know what you're talking about. I know the one. Yeah. And it was just, it wasn't that scary, but I remember towards the end when, I won't give away the spoilers of this in case we figure out the film and spark a new trend of this (laughs) film coming back. Such is the influence <laughs> of you lot and I. It's going to go viral. <laughs> At least two people are going to watch that, yeah. But I remember the, I just remember there was, it wasn't necessarily scary, but there was a brutality to it that made yeah, me feel really sadist- bad. Sadistic thing to it, just like, yeah. Yeah, like, that, that oh. voyeuristic uh, snuff type film. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that type feel, yeah. Yeah. You know, I was, um, I was obsessed with horror movies as a kid. Yeah. Um. Do you, do you ever, you know, remember Amanda Murdzan, songwriter around yeah, Perth? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. She, yeah. We went to high school together, still really good friends, but when I thought I'd first met her um, and we'd started writing songs together in a music class, she then revealed that she already knew who I was in the year below and because she worked at Video Easy and she just said one day, she's like, yeah, I used to think you were just this creepy guy that came in <laughs> renting horror movies all the time. I'm like, oh, that was you. <laughs> It was the reputation I, that preceded me. Yeah. No, I remember her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're um, lucky, I'll tell you that story again. <laughs> Riveting. No, I've, I've always loved horror. Um, uh, we've had Brendan Shanley on here from Mount Mountain, and he's a big horror guy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's into more classic art house horror, the gory stuff. But I like the paranormal stuff more than the... Um, no scream type. Yeah, I can't get that over the line in my house. My partner, yeah, wouldn't. The paranormal stuff is a bit too too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the yeah the slasher stuff that's a bit fun. Yeah. So the next on the list is uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. That's good. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. The old Rob Zombie. Oh. Okay. You haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. No. Rob Zombie. He did. He did. It, it was a trilogy that he only finished like a year ago. Mm. It was like I haven't seen the third one yet. Was it Lords of Salem? Yeah, it's Lords of Salem, House of a Thousand Corpses, and The Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects, that's which right. was pretty yeah. sick. Wow. Mm. He also did the the remake of Halloween. Yeah, which, which was, I might revisit. It was actually I found it kind of okay. They threw in a lot of extra bits, which kind of added to the story of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember but, I went yeah. to the movies to see that, mm. and being a massive fan of the originals was a bit let down. But I, uh, I don't know. He posted like the other day on his Instagram. It's been like twenty years or something since. Mm. She's meant twenty years. Twenty years since the first Strokes album came out. Insane. So much time's passed. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, like the killer. Remember that? Remember that big boom of like starting in, to feel old. Damn. <laughs> indie the, music, like the, the, the dinner jacket, white guy, exactly. indie rock, white sneakers, <laughs> 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 and all. 
All yep. that. Every band was that. All downstrokes. All uh, that fe- like the, Fender guitars. Yeah, the, the Killers Vegas style. Yeah. It, yeah. it was just all like the trickle-down economics of the Strokes and the Arctic Monkeys mm-hmm. just absolutely smashing it. And then everyone in their wake, there's like a few tiers down, like the Kings of Leon. Yeah. They hung in there only because they pivoted and became like the new U2. Yeah. But then like the Kooks kind of hung in there and mm-hmm. stuck to their guns for, and they still, they can still, you know, fill a festival. Yeah. Fr- Franz Ferdinand, they had a good crack. Was Arctic Monkeys around that time as well? Well, yeah, yeah. 2006, yeah. I think was the, um, yep. whatever you say I am, that is what I'm not. Yep. First record. Interpol. Big, yeah. I love Interpol. That was more New York. Rosemary. Yeah. I, <laughs> doesn't he wear, <laughs> he wears his own merch at the gigs? Does Which, he? Yeah, but I think some bands get away with it. I just remember that there's such a Interpol was such a serious band that it wasn't. It wasn't yeah, I just remember um, there was an interview with the Doctor on Triple J with him, and he was and they were saying Paul, oh, with Paul Banks, the singer. Yeah, mm. and they was like, oh, you know, last we saw you on David Letterman last night, and what were these uh, wristbands you were you were wearing? And he's like, uh, that was actually the official Interpol uh, wristband <laughs> that uh, we sell at the merch stand at all our shows. <laughs> <laughs> What's that movie? Can't hardly wait. Whether they got the ba- uh, the house band. It's like, dude, you're not meant to wear the t-shirt of the band you're in. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna wear the hat, I'm gonna wear the hat. If you're gonna wear the shirt, I'm gonna wear the hat. <laughs> what about Block Party? Great, like, great that, record. Silent Alarm. That was a little bit after, right? A little bit after the whole. Or was uh, that during? Uh, was that during uh, the peak? I can't remember. But that that was yeah, during the drumming during. on that. I was. That that hooked me into they were, a lot they, of the indie. They stuff. were they were like too smart to to win the battle, weren't they? I mean, I mean, they had massive records, so they, they yeah, you know, they did better than everyone else. Yeah, but yeah, them and the Arctic Monkeys might have had a Blur and Oasis thing, where like one was more one resonated with the masses more, but the other was technically more intelligent yeah. musically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it's yeah. I we all we all ripped those bands off. We all did at the time. I tried. To, I, I still dress. I think my whole um, uh, fashion sense is like stuck in time. Yeah, in like two thousand and eight to two thousand twelve. <laughs> Do you wear a skinny tie? A sk- <laughs> I haven't worn a tie in a while, but you know, what is it with band people in skinny jeans? I think I literally think we talked about this same thing when you were at my house. It was relevant then. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I don't think it's relevant now. I don't think bands wear skinny jeans. No, they don't. I don't, I don't know, know what people wear. Well, I don't know what people no, the new wear thing now. is now. What skinny jeans uh, transitioned over to metal? Didn't all the the metal heads start? Yeah, ones? yeah, metal, yeah. metal. They, metal went, core. they went from cargo pants to skinny jeans because metal core and like the whole emo thing went even tighter with the yeah. with the tighter with the skinny jeans. Yeah. There's a BuzzFeed article in this. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to skinny jeans? <laughs> Do you buy into that thing that it lowers testosterone because it's so tight? Oh, is I've that read, a thing? I've read that, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, because like a corset, right? If you keep wearing something that's too tight, eventually your body... Um, it's, it's like the whole... Um, you, you've turned my microphone off. You muted me because you don't want to hear what I have to say. He's still gone. Where is he? There that's the one. I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. Muted you. It's Welcome all, uh, back. <laughs> <laughs> what an uh, How have you guys been? Um, <laughs> is it the whole boxes versus briefs argument? You know, sometimes you want to have that yeah. bit of flow. I, I wear vert, somewhat skinny jeans, not as skinny as I used to, but they're pretty skinny. And I do think that there I'm not, is... I'm not looking at your crotch, I'm looking at your jeans. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine, I look away. <laughs> um, but there's something about knowing that, let's say they could be more loose, but knowing that they're not kind of, I don't know, reins you in. 
I don't know. I don't know if you should have that looser pant mm. as a fella. You know, I've I've always just been a, a straight cut, straight cut jeans. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I can't wear skinnies. Where's the line? Because next minute you're, you're Adam Sandler just wearing like. <laughs> Sweatpants. Yeah, sweatpants to a wedding. <laughs> you know, and, like, and my, my, my socks with thongs. Oh, my God. Did you rip those actually? Or no, they no, come, no, they came up. They're yeah. pre-ripped. Yeah. They were pre-ripped. <laughs> pre-ripped. No, yeah. apparently, yeah. Like a corset, if you keep wearing skinny jeans, your legs and waist will mold to it after enough time in it, and it like constricts the circulation. That's what I've heard. It could be a myth. It could be all bullshit. Do you reckon sleeping next to your mobile phone every night is probably doing more to your balls than, <laughs> than, no, no, we've, than we've your had jeans. this argument. <laughs> we've had the argument. Uncle Elon says, no, it's fine. It of course, of course he would. It's He's probably got stakes in it. Why would you trust anything Elon Musk says? <laughs> hey, Johnny, while we're trusting billionaires, <laughs> while we're trusting billionaires, I think Bill Gates has a vaccine that's safe and effective for you. <laughs> What was it called? Windows 11. Elon Musk says it's fine. <laughs> no, but she does. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It could be, it could be all bullshit. But the, now, like, you ever go to Uniqlo and all that? Now, now it's baggy. Like they're going super baggy. Like, and there's a bit of a baggy thing coming back. You see, you know, yeah. Oasis are kind of being put up, pitted like they're Zeppelin mm. now with the return of Liam Gallagher. And have you kind of have you kind of seen that? The sort of the the nostalgic throwback to Britpop that's happening. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all going to come back in a in a big cycle soon. I think, I think people are going to be so fed up with the the DJs that are around. No disrespect, and that whole boom of electro stuff. They, they they're going to want to crave like just people with twangy guitars. And do, do you know what I think it is? I think it's the spirit of it, mm. because you know, like Oasis would be a great example of a band who really didn't give a fuck. Yeah, and still rock and roll became right? the biggest mm. band in the world well, yeah. for 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 a minute there, and. Uh, is it is it true that Oasis are kind of bigger than the Beatles? No, there was something to do with say, record sales or shows or something that they kind of it's bigger sure. than the Beatles. Nah, I, I have a friend that's obsessed with Oasis and he's convinced that something. To, it might just be bias, but I don't think you should. Do you can't count. No, you can't count stuff like that mm. because I mean you've got I don't know populations different, isn't it? There's more people now than there were in the sixties. Yes, mm. that's true. Yeah. And the nineties, I guess. Mm. Uh, it's a bit. There's an omnipresence to who's who's bigger, mm. because there was some flog on the internet, some scientists saying how the Beatles weren't all that influential when you compare them in terms of numbers and sales and um and direct influence through yeah. sales through to like hip hop well, and it stuff was just like how that. it was projected onto the public that gave that you know. Well, the Beatles were yeah. only a band for ten years. Yeah, mm. well that that's all. They had ten years and they called it quits. Yeah, there are bands that are like going on thirty years, like Metallica, or what, like fucking fifty years. Yeah, but going back to the, what I was saying was like I think yeah. that I think like people like and that's helped with the resurgence of like, like Liam Gallagher's comeback. Mm-hmm. Is people kind of like the idea of someone who absolutely doesn't care and will be themselves exactly, yeah. regardless of what the industry wants them to be. Yeah, especially when it is something as positive as music, because mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's someone like. Trump, who is like, you know, I'm, you know, the antithesis of what the machine wants me to be, but that has, I think, a very negative effect on people. Mm-hmm. The positive thing of like, this is a rock star that does whatever he wants. And my point being is that uh, indie music is kind of, it's not dead, but it's very much changed, right? There is no real indie labels anymore because a lot of them are, a lot of them are either owned by major labels or basically the way indie labels and indie musicians operate now is we're all, 
we all have this major label mindset. We all have this corporate mindset because yeah. of social media. Everyone's yeah. an expert in marketing. Everyone's looking at the stats and data and numbers. Mm. People in general are a lot more corporate in the way they approach um, entrepreneurial entrepreneurialism. You know, so whether they're an influencer or they're a musician or whatever. So that kind of maverick mentality of like, fuck you, we'll do what we want and then someone else will take care of the numbers. And that's that's kind of a thing of the past. Yeah. So it's kind of like, very, you know. Very true. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder true. if a band like Oasis would be the kind of guys that would give a finger to that uh, hashtag vaccination shit that's been going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's going on? Guy Sebastian's never been so <laughs> radical. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> well, the, well, according to him in an article, it was posted. The, the main issue was that it was posted without him knowing. That wasn't. You know. No? Who posts what? Well, he For him. That, on his Instagram. Well, he reckons that part of the label had control of his Con- social. Sorry, context, right? So what mm. can you... Meaning, I don't know what's going on. Um, well, um, <laughs> what happened? A guy, guy Sebastian came out with... Because uh, you know how that's a, a new push that the, all the industry is doing at the moment, that whole hashtag Vax the Nation. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that. The alliance yeah, uh, between the... The alliance between a lot of like APRA, AMCOS and the Mushroom Group and all that... Um, the, mm-hmm. the gatekeepers, I like to call them. Um, but um, he came out. Our with... friends, we love them. <laughs> yes, I endorse your label. So. Yeah. Um, but he came out with that post, and then it was deleted. And according to him, like people were pressing him as to why he um, retracted that post, and he said, "Well, uh, it, he didn't have any knowledge of that even going up, and that's yeah. why it was retracted." But they're trying to paint him as some kooky anti-vaxxer now because of that move right so my understanding of it is my understanding of it is is that when you go out and say you must get vaccinated right Mm -hmm. a bunch of people come back and go oh i can't necessarily do it because i've got serious health risks my doctor warns me against this one or whatever and there are people like that Mm -hmm. and then he takes that as a signal to go oh i shouldn't just tell everyone to go and do the yeah i'm so sorry Mm. and then other people go what are you doing you're just giving the anti-vaxxers you know more juice yeah, and then there's also the thing of the campaign to get vaccinated is not directed at those who have legitimate health concerns about which one they can get or whether or not they can get one straight away. Mm. It's it's for the the majority of people who absolutely can get vaccinated and are just not doing it yet. Yeah, you know, so the the people I think he's catering to by not wanting to because he want he someone like him as Ben Lee said he needs to be all things to all people. Yeah. Is, is that. You know, he's he's he, he's that he's that figure. He can't polarize people. Yeah, so like a like an artist like Guy Sebastian doesn't. the The whole business model is to be very non offensive, unpolarizing. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he's still at Arna. I'm surprised he's evidently artist, he's like, he's yeah. pissed off <laughs> more people yeah. than ever. Yeah, I mean, I I I kind of agree with that. But you know, then, angels but, brought him here. At the end of the day. <laughs> God brought him here. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I also reserve the right for people to, to not, to like pull back on stuff that they didn't, don't agree with, you know, I don't know. Isn't that rock and roll? Like to just be able to be like, look, I don't, I'm doing this because I think regardless of what the majority are pushing me to do, like, uh, yeah, I and, think and if he's willing to cop the consequences, I which it looks like he is. I would say so. that the, the classic fuck you, it's rock and roll thing doesn't really t- apply as much to a time like now in the age of mass disinformation Mm -hmm. misinformation being spread yeah you know i think that uh yeah i no i don't agree with i mean look i I think that everyone arguing about what guy sebastian has to say on the matter 
is a waste of fucking. Well, time. that's already yeah. It's a red herring. Like arguing about that in the first place is already kind of. I mean, that's. I try not to look at the news too much, um, for mainly because I have a crippling phone addiction as it is. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm generally even when I try not to look at the news, I end up knowing more about the news than half my friends do, which is <laughs> makes you very shit at parties. Mm. Um, but it's just, there's a lot of stuff you, that will change the next day and you can't really affect. And it's just, you just end up scrolling all day. So, yeah. but, um, yeah. no, sometimes right. I look and they go, oh, breaking, if I hear breaking one more time, <laughs> for fuck's sake. Um, but with, the, you know, exclamation marks. Yeah. yeah guy guy Sebastian's example. in hot water over, you know, an anti-vat. Who gives oh, fuck off? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It, the hysteria is part of the problem when really like if. It wasn't drawn attention to, like, if, if the news didn't, like, make it an issue, it probably wouldn't have been. Well, like, I'd, I'd, I mean, if people who should just fucking get vaccinated do see that and they go, well, you know what, maybe I won't, then yeah, okay, yeah, fuck that guy. Maybe, yeah, maybe, hmm. yeah, because we need, we need to get the vaccinations up, I think. Yeah. I have no problem being well, dogmatic. That's, that's the, the question is, is who should and who shouldn't. And the whole, whole thing that got solved with that is protect others, you know, protect your loved ones. You don't want your old your old people old uh family members to get sick so get vaccinated when it actually turns out that the vaccine you can still get covid and you can still transmit it so that was a bunch of bullshit well there's a, well, <laughs> well no but you can yeah but you can still get the flu right the, the whole thing is the, the, it this is where we're getting into really okay. bad territory okay. but uh, like, <laughs> i love this of, i love this territory you with your medical yeah. degree me with my <laughs> medical degree and you with your medical degree listen up Kids, I've got a degree. Right. I've, Tim, Tim, I have a degree in life. I don't need a medical degree. It's, I mean, I'm a child of the earth, Tim. I'm allowed to have an opinion. All of us are allowed to have an opinion. We've got to stop telling people. Not anymore. That, not in these day and ages. Well, but, uh, we've got to stop telling people not to say what they feel. I think. But yeah, I, you know, yeah, you yeah. can still get it, mm. even though you've been vaccinated. But the idea is that it's 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 uh, it protects you more. Yes, it, that's the thing. It's designed to lower your risk of. Uh, getting a, 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 a like a let me think about it. It it lowers your chances of dying and getting seriously ill if you get it. That helps. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. But it, how is it? It doesn't stop you from transmitting it to you know other people. Sure, but, but that but that was all, if we that all was get the, it, but that was better... the campaign that was being sold to people at the very start. Save, do it to save the people that can't. Yeah, look, they're, wor- they're like look, yeah, but they're working on it. I and I look, they might get some stuff wrong. But I'm putting my money in with the with the people whose job it is to come up with these vaccines that save the world, not not the yeah. keyboard warriors that want to question it. Look, you know what? If I had a bung knee, right, and I went to one specialist and he went, you know what you should do? You should just do a few stretches like that. And then I saw you at the pub and you went, man, my knee's kind of hurting, right? I go, mate, you know what you need, right? Because my guy told me this. You need that. And you would go, oh, and you would believe me, even though your bung knee might have relative pain yeah, to something different. completely yeah, different yeah, to mine. Yeah. You'll trust that. You won't question that. And yet for some reason, when these professionals create these vaccines, everyone thinks, you know what? I reckon, I reckon I might know more about this than them. I reckon, I reckon. Not re- Tim, well, because I think the issue is that there's a lot of conflicting information, even with the official narrative from the CDC and the, and the WHO. Like they're now saying that, the average person that contracts COVID is this an anti-vax is, podcast? No, no, not no, at all. no. Awesome. Oh, oh, let's <laughs> not go there. <laughs> no, vaccines <laughs> work. I believe in vaccines. Medical on the actual yeah. medical level, vaccines are fucking amazing. I just don't trust what's going on now. And well, the fucking cunts pushing it. I don't trust these companies, yeah. Pfizer and Astra. But anyway, but that that aside, though, who's that pushing aside, it? Who's but who are these people pushing it? The uh, the pharmaceutical companies in 
coerce with the fucking governments and shit. Well, the fact on that on a you, global fucking scale, well, the fact as that as opposed to other vaccines, you can't get a job without it now. Like they're pushing that insanity. Like I mean, that that is. But no, I'm, I'm trying. What well, my point I was trying to make was even the CDC is now saying that people that contract COVID have 13 times more antibodies than the vaccine. Right. So yes, I to, I totally you know vaccine whatever. Is that but, true? But if it's coming from the CDC, and that's what we're measuring everything off of, and they're the, they're the global standard of, of procedure around the... Oh. I don't know. But the thing is, even within the official narrative, the problem is that there's misinformation there. There's enough there's enough meat and potatoes there mm. to attack than, than a guy behind a keyboard. Like, even the official narrative is going in and out. It's yo-yoing. The pendulum's going left and right. They're not really... Every time now, they're coming out with different stats. Now they're saying you can't... Um, it doesn't help transmission. It just eases the symptoms. Before I mean, it was I, a, I totally understand it's a whole like a work in progress. Like as things go on, they have to sort of work it. Okay, maybe that didn't work. How do we tell the public we might have got it wrong and all this stuff? But people, yeah, I think people deserve the but right. But when you thought, yeah, no jab, no pay. Hashtag vaccine. Choose whether or not they get it. Like, yeah, just just give people a choice. That's it. Sorry, That's I cut it. you off. Go on. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Oh, like I said, like um. It's it's when they start putting those uh, slogans such as no jab, no job, uh, the vaccine, hashtag vaccination, and everyone pushing this stuff. Oh, we want to get back to normal, so you need to do it. When in reality, it's not doing what they were told it was going to do. It's changed. The goalposts are changing. Yeah. Every, and now, every week. And now yeah. the public is essentially being given ultimatums that if you don't get the jab, then you don't get access to... Uh, travel, you don't get access to you know, jobs will start getting affected and all this, it's essentially an ultimatum it's no longer this mandatory thing but yeah. it's now you have a choice my, my either live like a free normal person or get fucking... My uh, only beef is like, just don't put don't allow, don't prevent someone from just living their life that's, that's it but now these measures that are coming in really are, like you said, putting these ultimatums in where you can't actually get a job frontline workers are getting fired you know, thousands of people in Victoria that refuse, the paramedics that refuse to get the jab for personal reasons now can't work. Everyone's expendable. Like, it's the segregation that's a problem. It's not the vaccine. It's well, what it's turning people into, I think. It's, well, the division. it's when you start yeah. saying that if you, if you aren't vaccinated, you're not allowed to go to a live concert anymore. Yeah. What, you're no longer a person? Well, do you yeah. think it has more of an effect? It's better to be vaccinated in a massive crowd than a bunch of people who aren't vaccinated at a super spreader but event. But isn't the higher risk people mostly in their 60s, 70s and 80s that aren't the kind of people that are going to go to a big concert? No. And most people going to the concerts are younger, more health one. I'm going to say healthier. You're who then spread and contract and then go to the shops on the weekend and bump into an old lady while they're trying to reach for the eggs a bit too yeah. quickly. But and then give if, it to some poor, you know, 79-year-old. If you get vaccinated, you can still do that. You can still get it and still give it to that old lady, even if you've been vaccinated. So, what is it doing? It probably helps if she's vaccinated. Well, then she can get vaccinated. Why does that other person need to be? Yeah, so I don't know. Doesn't it bring it down a few pegs? Isn't that the whole point? Yeah, in general, it, it brings it, it down a few the individual, pegs. It's, it's Isn't it based on the individual? <clears throat> so, it lowers yeah. your chance of it becoming a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. So, a healthy person that's got a good immune system that's not going to... Die or be hospitalized for hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They shouldn't need to get it. I, I'm. I don't want to step into the territory where we're talking about like actual health stuff because it's uh, way out of my league. But we're, weren't we? <laughs> no, no. I was going to tie. I was going to tie a bow like on I need it. To, I need to put my sunnies back on. No. 
My two issues are to, to sum it all up. We'll in vaccinate a nice you little. against my good looks. <laughs> <laughs> to sum it all and up, you're right. It won't work. You'll still see me. You'll still, I'll be a little bit darker. Tim, you'll Tim, still Tim. be in awe. So, 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 <laughs> my beef is with the regulations, not the vax, and also the fact that even when you do actually pour over the data yourself, that there's no guarantee. The guarantees that they've been setting people up to believe aren't true, basically. Nope. There's no one-size solution to anything, but including the vaccine. We and are at war. We're at war with this virus. Information war, yeah, not the virus. <laughs> Tim, it's an information war. It's, it's, it's really... There's always an information war, but we're at war with this virus. Some kind of centralized moving together in one direction mm -hmm. is what is going to get us back to a sense of normality we'll yeah. be there we'll be no living there's no going back to him there's no, no there's a new back. normality there's a new normality and yeah. the new normality is some level of vaccination your papers mm -hmm. booster shots your papers please extra va oh. <laughs> sorry if you guys were any more famous, you could get cancelled over this. Oh, I bring it, bring it. I'm <laughs> it's going to be the best publicity you've ever had on the show. <laughs> well, you can't take anything away from me. What are you going to take our five listeners away? This is why we do. This is why we we. I have a lot of sponsors writing on this episode. I don't know about you, <laughs> including uh, what's this? It's like, what is this? Feral? I don't know. I I like, but mm. I I see a reality where I do get to go back on the road and go around the world. Absolutely. And we're all going to get COVID, but we're going to be in a better position to be getting COVID than we are now. Mm -hmm. And that. That's cool, man. I know I'm going to get it. I have a label in New York. I'm going to have to go to America at some point. Yeah. And also our little bubble in WA has never felt more temporary because the rest of the world don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. They just had Reading Festival, 50,000 people. Or whatever yeah. it was in yeah. in the UK and Heaps Leeds sports, sports games going on. Yep, and with Melbourne and Sydney, there's only so yeah. long we can keep this. Mm -hmm. We're going to get to a certain vaccination rate, and then they're going to eventually open up the borders. Mm -hmm. I guess that'll there'll be there'll be still be cases going up, but then we'll yeah. be more vaccinated, be a bit more prepared. We'll get we'll get used to it. You know, I agree, man. I agree. I I just don't like the disingenuous posturing around it and saying like pretending like there's a one-size solution one-size-fits-all solution there are legitimately there are people out there that really want to get it and every time we, we do these you know all these major labels pushing this um, marketing around the vaccine it's like it's really like kind of most issues it's are kind of discriminatory to be honest it's well, it's really it's like kind of selling this idea that if you do this one thing you get this back I think that's a terrible way to sell something. Well, well, it's actually the only way to sell something. A real it, 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 sh it, it should sell itself, in my opinion. No uh, good product sells itself. I don't know. Branding is I don't know. imperative because mm. no, all issues really are multifaceted. There is nuance and perspective yeah. to be had in all situations with anything you're dealing with, right? Mm -hmm. But to get something over the line quickly and swiftly, they put the blinkers on and send a singular message. Mm. And that's kind of where we're at. You know, it's, there was, uh, I think there is a, an incentive to get back to some sense of normality as quick as possible. So there is, yeah, a, a certain amount of trust you're putting in certain people's it's hands. It's a lot of trust. It is it's, a lot of trust. a lot of trust. And especially when they're now considering two, three boosters not fully vaccinated. And that that's going to change too. So it's not really one vax, it's 
however many they determine. And they're you also need. not liable if anything happens. And they're not liable, yeah. But, but that, uh, that, no, that's I'd, different. Hang on, yeah. hang on, hang on. I, want, I, want, I, I kind of want to go left field and okay. get away from this because something you said, uh, mm-hmm. our Perth bubble is feeling uh, smaller. Like, yeah. We, we had a podcast with someone the other week and we were talking about how, well, I was saying how I feel like we've got it too good here in Perth and at any moment it can change. So I've been trying to, I didn't really didn't want to go down that, that uh, path that we just went there because I'm trying to get away from it. I don't want to argue yeah. with it anymore. Like everyone's got their, their choices. People want to get vaxxed, get vaxxed. If you don't want to get vaxxed, don't get vaxxed. I'm sick of fucking arguing about it now and I just want to enjoy what we have because mm. like I said, at any moment it could fall apart. Well, that, that's I, when I the border, can't when the border's from a place of thing. intelligence right either because I am oh, absolutely no, putting I, my... We are not coming from intelligence. We're, we're all knuckleheads here. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of like, you know, like I'm not a footy fan, but I'll ch- I'll like pretend I'm going for the side that's winning. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I I don't know. I, I I feel like there's people that I should be listening to on this, and I'm going with that. I'm putting I'm backing that horse. Yeah, I'm backing good, the uh, the health experts. You're a good dude, and you trust people, and well, that's a, that's a cool thing. I don't trust people. I trust institutions. <laughs> no, I I it's I mean they're the experts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people have one bad experience with a doctor and they go, oh, I'm never going to a doctor again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I feel you. I get, I get to... It's it's also when you're putting these ponderings out into the public domain, this is very different um, than if we were just sitting at a pub, mm. right? Because if, if we're sitting at a pub, there'd be more people listening. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh, <laughs> there'd be more of an audience, yeah. But no, I mean, I've I've come to the to the realization and sort of acceptance that there are actually evil bastards in the world that do hate people and are in that position where if they wanted to do something bad, they can do it. Like evil hatred, bad shit exists in the world. Yeah. And when you're looking at these big corporations, these global companies type thing, they're the sort of people I look at. Mm. And it's very hard for me to look at those big global corporations, even like places like the UN yeah. and stuff, and think that those are good people with the I know it's the right thing in mind. What 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 it is is it, it's not really. I don't think they're that bad. I like them. <laughs> I like them. Cool. I kind of cool, like them. I mean, yeah, Pfizer. Look, they had a little slip up in Africa a little while ago. Let's not lie, but slip up. Yeah. yeah. And and <laughs> Facebook and uh, Google and. Uh, the CIA, the FBI, or like all of these huge, huge, big global yeah, no, things. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I, I don't know. trust them. I, I honestly, I just don't trust them. The, the one thing I want to say, there's a difference between... I'm a, I, I'm just getting in line. I'm just falling in line with this. That's cool, man. That's cool. No, I, I, I Just I give me that. the fucking jab, no matter what... You do, ha- no matter, you for me, and I'm selfish here, but no matter what's in that vaccine, mm. I've snorted worse off a wheelie bin out the back of Amplifier. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> Give it, yeah. I, I say the same. I mean, I, I I smoke cigarettes, and that's probably worse stuff in that than a fucking vaccine. So. I know you're more likely to die from heart disease, bro. Or yeah. half the, way the brake that, dust yeah. you inhaled at the traffic lights this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like totally, totally. And for people that I didn't feel like that was an argument. That was just li- literally us you voicing know, opinions. Voicing which opinions. Is, yeah, I know. Uh, we're so creating we're content. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget. <laughs> High top tier content, yeah. yeah Timothy. For, for top tier content, top tier content for ASIO and all the uh, other agencies that are listening to this. Yeah, yeah. Me how, many, how many watch lists can we get on tonight? Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, the Google algorithms are going through all the keywords uh, that we've yeah. just uh, said. But you know, I love you, right? I'm not. I'm not. We, we, I that didn't was think just, you didn't. That that was just you know. No, it's good. It's good to argue it's, about these things. It's I good. I, it's I, good. I, I didn't I, feel like it was an argument. I just think we, 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 like we're it. all passionate about it. I yeah. think that's it. Yeah. Don't, I, mean, don't I would be happy it. to say it was an argument and still feel fine about it. I don't know. What, I love, why people go, we're not arguing. <laughs> yeah, no, we're arguing. <laughs> we're not <laughs> arguing. Why, why, is, why is that distinction so important to people? <laughs> but it comes from a place of love. It comes it from is. a positive... No, that, that's the way I feel about it. Nobody yeah. wants nobody wants to be doing the wrong thing. Everyone is just cautious to their own extent, but and they all have different questions. That's it. That's How's it. this? Someone's you know they're on the bus. They you know they they're rolling up for WA. They got their booking. They're going to Claremont Showgrounds. I think oh, there's a bit of a line. You know, I pop on my earphones. I listen to the Mission Control podcast. I go, hang on, these guys have a few good points. Fuck this, I'm out. Well, that's their own choice. That's it their is. choice. I know. Them. I know. That's I know. Their choice. Yeah. I know. I know. What? Is it? But is their responsibility with you know having these conversations so liberally and lay in such a casual manner mm-hmm. when we know that it's for people to listen to? Yeah. You know. I mean, there's there's ponderings and then there's opinions. Yeah. Right. You know. I yeah. Because we're broadcasting. These we ponderings. are. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 But that doesn't deter. But we are broadcasting what we think. Yeah. yeah, and we're not saying that what we think is correct or no. do what we say. We're not telling anyone not mm. to do anything. Mm. We're just worried about the regulations. That's literally yeah. it. I'm worried about the regulations anyway. I just don't want to see this new segregation where someone that's unvaxxed is just treated like a piece of shit. That's that's all I don't want. Literally, that's li- I'm more concerned about that than the vax. It's, but it's what hang are, on, what if, are we building? What are we you, really building? But if no. you do, if you did believe mm. that getting vaccinated is the answer as i do mm-hmm. then you would think the person that doesn't want to get vaxxed is a piece of shit yeah yeah and i totally understand I that know. as well yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's what my parents think i think i'm a piece of shit <laughs> 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 nah wait did nah. they get vaxxed yeah okay yeah. have you guys been vaxxed no nah. no not yet no oh. because no. it's it's kind of hard to I've, I've heard stories about people that want to get it that can't yeah. get it so. i try i uh i went to get the pfizer one mm. Um, and then I'd miss the window because of my age, because we didn't have enough in WA. Mm. I recently got the Pfizer, the first jab, got my second one time? coming up. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm sure by the time I'm allowed to get on a plane and go to America, there'll be a third shot and some boosters going on. <laughs> Load me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I've, I've actually Use had me a... like a pin cushion. <laughs> Even uh, if it's weekend at Bernie's by the time I get there, I've just got, <laughs> I've just got syringes hanging out of me. To the point where you go to get your 17 shot, the nurse is like, just roll your roll your sleeve up, stand there, and they just play darts. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Oh, my God. But I do want to point out that I have had a serious discussion with my GP about this. I'm not just like not saying I'm not going to get it and mm-hmm. without any basis. I okay. actually sat yeah. down with my GP and... Had a whole discussion. She had a very convincing argument, mm-hmm. but I still decided, no, I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to wait till the other 80% get it, and then uh, it'll be good. If, but if enough people are waiting for the other 80%, there is no other 80%. I've heard that argument as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, an, that's, it's hesitancy. Where the, and WA is the furthest behind in Australia in vaccination rates because we don't have a fire under our ass to do it. Mm. But it, it, it should still be a, a choice. There should be a personal choice that if you don't want to get it, you shouldn't have to get it. But that's we're not seeing that anymore. We're seeing this. I mean, I currently a forced, can't a forced ultimatum on things, and that's that's what bugs me. I mean, yeah, going on tour should be a choice, but fucking isn't at the moment, is it? <laughs> 
Yeah, how, how do bands make money now? That's a big thing. Like, we've lost. We don't. There's like what well, the, the we never Gu- did. <laughs> but, <laughs> we never really did. Let's face it. Yeah, but there's that that Guardian article about you know 84 million lost in two months uh, it, alone um, in the music industry, music revenue. Um, I, first of all, I didn't know there was money in music in Australia. <laughs> Second of all, that's a lot of money, but it's it's affecting you know not just the people touring, but all the production companies and everything. The um the production so, world got hit way harder than the actual artists. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. and yep. we are not all in this together. And there was perhaps too much attention put on the artists and how we were doing. To be fair, if you have a real band that is running like a business and relies on touring, yeah, you were hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But as say as a solo artist, you could get your job keeper for a bit there and you did all right. I think, like, to be honest, if you're sitting on half a million dollars worth of PA and lighting in a warehouse in an industrial area and those festival seasons are your bread and butter, you know, those, the guys in black T-shirts, they've been hit the hardest. Mm. And that doesn't get enough attention. Yeah. You mm. know, and those guys always had it the hardest in the entire industry. They work yeah. harder than everyone else and get paid the least. Mm. And they were undoubtedly the most important. Like, there's there's literally no show without yeah. crew. And well, I, I kept thinking, yeah. if I kept if I was still doing that today, I'd probably be having a different sort of uh, view of what's going on. Mm. But <laughs> luckily enough, I'm not involved in that anymore. So, oh, Johnny used to work for yeah. e- EPA. You know EPA, right? Oh yeah, you were the thugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you lot with your. I remember because I used to work for um. 360 artist logistics we did we were the did the other crewing yeah 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 i've yeah i've worn a black t-shirt i've been in the back of a truck i've been yelled at i've hurt <laughs> i've hurt my back oh yeah you know it's a you guys had helmets um i remember you wore helmets no yeah. well when you first start off the the numpty crew yeah you give them helmets but then when you start doing yeah. the backline changeovers on stage you've mm. got to wear ninjas like black ninjas so you don't see them running across stages and putting cables yeah. and stuff in I, yeah. when i was 17 i wanted to go to a Marilyn manson concert and i forget how i got this hookup but i got i don't know actually i don't know how this happened i ended up working for epa once when i was 17 and i worked the Marilyn manson gig and then I and I and I wasn't set up with an ABN or anything. Where, yet, where so was I, that? Uh, Challenge Stadium in um, two thousand. <laughs> Everyone's at Challenge. That was oh, I, I was working that one. Yeah, yeah. it was great. It's fantastic. I mean, I guess he's a rapist now or something. <laughs> Apparently, no. But they didn't get him on that. They got him on something else, like a something happened on stage, right? Assault. Or something? Oh yeah. He's anyway, he's thinking just about the music, yeah. it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> he might be a piece of shit. Um, but anyways, it was great. Yeah, and I worked for EPA. And I remember I went to um, get had to get paid, but I had to go into their office, which was right, right in between. Opposite Burswood. Yeah, it was right in between yeah, yeah. a church and a brothel. That was, and, the, and the offices were there. And I remember it was like some bloke and he had two daughters working for him. Yeah. Um, Pecco. Oh, I don't know if I should get natural names. Uh, Pecco and Emma, the blonde one. Was it Pecco? Well, well Pecco did the driving stuff with Gus. Yeah, Gus but and Pecco were doing the driving. Uh, when, uh, but in the office, I, I, rem- I just remember v- in the office there v- was two. Yachty? There was two girls, and they were just swearing at the old guy like all day. Mm. And while I was waiting there to like sign out my like hobby <laughs> form or whatever to get to get my you know my hundred and seven dollars. <laughs> For the shift, mm. and they were just like, "Dad, what the fuck are you?" you know, like, "What's going on here?" Didn't that wasn't that wouldn't have been Pecco. No, well, I'm trying to think. I, I never knew Pecco. I've 
good friends in UPEC. I got a family friend, Brendan Fostak, used to play in the mixtures with John Pekovic. Oh, okay. With Peko yeah. back in the day. Um, they, and I, yeah. yeah, I think Peko and Gus did the driving. Yeah. They were doing the driving stuff. But he'd always be around sort of uh, that sort of area. Yeah. Uh, who, who ran? I don't know. I, was, I just kept my head down yeah. around the, uh, the big, big tier bosses. Mm. I, I never wanted to get up there. I did, I, I did. I was on a um, brown noser. See, with the with the crew, I was with my bosses, my friends. So it's a bit. There was a there was a point where it's that kind of job where you're like, this is this is temporary, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be out of here next. You know, and, you know, seven summers later, <laughs> there was a point where some kids in high vis came up to me and they were like, "Sorry, these kids in high vis came up to me or at Kings Park, we were, you know, setting up for Rodriguez or something," and they're like, "Hey, um, uh, uh Timothy." Yeah, uh, what should we do with these um speakers? I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean? They're like, oh, I thought you're one of Leon's main guys. I'm like, fuck, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. And then I, I stopped. <laughs> I'm like, why do I get this feeling that we've actually worked together on a few shows? We probably have. I'm we probably have. Sure, yeah. But isn't it? Isn't there a thing with that that work where you kind of just pretend you don't notice anyone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing you just is give it that it's like Vietnam. They're like, yeah, you were there. <laughs> but the great yeah. thing about that, especially with EPA, is a lot of the crew crew people working especially from the local crew i mean we had a lot of backpackers and stuff coming through but the local crew were musicians as well you'd get a lot of people from mm. bands and stuff that be in there mm. getting a side of what really goes on behind mm. the shows it did yeah i mean i've yeah in the chain of how things happen for festivals and big shows i've mm. worked many jobs packed boxes for the stuff that ended up in the hands of then people like me who set that stuff up and, mm. and then sometimes get to play these shows Every now and then yeah, when things yeah. go well. Um, <laughs> Didn't you hide, but, hide in the toilets once to see a show? Was that big day out? I've, I've hidden <laughs> many places. I jumped the fence and in the pines. <laughs> because community radio has <laughs> has taken enough from... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I was 19. Really? Yeah. Tame and Parlour were playing. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, ever, you ever use like an old pass from the same festival yeah, like yeah. the year after and sometimes it works i don't go back you don't, <laughs> you don't go back well in the pines you go back yeah yeah no, but, but like laneway you know oh, I, I used an a two-year-old big day out triple a pass to get into duckson hotel yeah and, and where like, and where is that festival yeah. now <laughs> hey yeah. look what you've done look what you've done it's people like you that are yeah. the problem <laughs> <laughs> you're oh. like well we've ruined the festival industry what next <laughs> ah yes Big farmer. I love how you just add big to anything. You instantly sound like a nut job. <laughs> it's <laughs> the big banks. It's the big government. It's the big tech. The it's big the dogs. Big, it's a big. <laughs> Did you go to the final big day out? The one at Joondalup? What year was that? <sighs> it was one of the numbers that doesn't matter. You know, anything between um, 2009 and now. <laughs> you know, I went like, to the, the <laughs> final sound wave. I remember the final sound where they had uh, that's Blink one eight two. That's not what it was. No, there was uh, Corn, <laughs> uh, Rob Zombie, and Avenged Sevenfold. I saw Rob yeah. Zombie at a at a sound wave. Did he do a couple? I think he's done a few. Yeah, yeah. He was on a. I saw Rob Zombie at a sound wave where he was on a, an insultingly small stage and an insultingly early time. Ah, hmm. uh, yeah, that would have been the Claremont one, like during the day or sort of like early, yes. early. Yeah. Where was the last one? Last one, I think, it was Bassendine as well. Up really? In, yeah. Ah, they yeah. went back there. Yeah, and it was Avenged Sevenfold, uh, Rob Zombie, and Corn. Okay, and that was like late, and it was just guitar noodling all night. Okay, John Five, Avenged <laughs> Sevenfold. Is it? I liked, all fucking I liked Soundwave. 
Soundwave was good. I had a soft spot for Soundwave. There's a lot of guitars at a time Mm. where if you went to like the laneways or whatever, it would just be all synths or as I call it, a lot of what I call the far away bands. You know, like remember that like, (laughs) you know, there's bands that there's the music and then they would just be doused in reverb and you could be right at the front of the stage but they still sound like they were a million miles away in a canyon that trend (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know how that i mean it was everything's a trend it comes in you know yeah Yeah. the far away bands that was a thing but yeah soundwave was cool it's just guitars all day Mm. you know well soundwave was uh originally a perth fest it's like it began its origins in perth yeah and then would travel east whereas big dad was always an east thing that would finally come to perth so Soundwave was always a, right. a Perth... Whatever happened to it. AJ Matter? Fuck that guy. I don't know. Then he, owe, he owes like people lots and lots of money. And we can, and we can talk about it because he had a Twitter profile. He was a public, public persona. Yeah. You know, he, he um, flew by the seat of his pants by the sound of it. Mm. Last thing I heard is he owed a lot of bands a lot of money. And yeah. Up and ran. That's yeah. most festivals, yeah. It is most did, festivals, isn't it? Didn't we have one down... It's just disconnect. South? Disconnect, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, I felt like, first I was mad, then I just felt sorry for him. Like, because it was like, okay, I get it. They, they well, didn't, they Ma- didn't have the... Um, a friend of mine from Backline Company, he, 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 he said like, you know, yeah, it sucks when you don't get paid for these things. But the reality is that people taking those risks is unfortunately kind of the standard for these events yep. being able to go ahead. Yep. So if people weren't, such fucking lunatics with their cash and that let's just that fire festival thing let's just do it and be legends then there probably would be no like there's so many festivals just hinging on them breaking even you know they i think they say like no festival makes any money in the first three or four years yeah there's a book called the promoters it's a really good book it's a uh, a budding promoter in the 80s it, it doubles as his autobiography but also an account of the the early days of like the Michael Gidninskis and Chug yeah. and all that. Chug, yeah. that's the guy I'm thinking of. Chug, yeah, Michael Chug. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that book, uh, Hey You in the Black T-shirt or something like that. Oh, I haven't read that yet. <laughs> I've heard it's pretty good. I I, I do that. like. I've, he's told some stories at various conferences I've been at where he's um he's talked about you know like oh you know back in the day you know you'd get a police escort for Frank Sinatra from the airport to the venue mm. you just can't do that anymore. Didn't, <laughs> didn't he actually pass away not long ago? Chuggy. Chug. I'm pretty sure. No way. Well, yeah, that is embarrassing if I'd forgotten that. Can you confirm that? I, 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 we can for- Speaking of disinformation, yeah, let, let's confirm that before we, we roll with it. <laughs> He's dead. Is it disinformation or misinformation? Misinformation, sorry. I'm glad we both I, had the same gaff. <laughs> Ga- isn't gaff a good word? Gaff. I've said that at least 200 times on oh, tour. No, no. Gaff. You got the gaff. Sorry, okay, gaff. sorry, 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 Michael Chug, you're still He's alive. not dead? Okay. He's not f- dead. Who was it? Who was Michael it? Chug is not, here's your, who's doing the clips for Instagram? <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick will be doing the clips, yeah. Michael <laughs> Chug is not dead. Okay. Someone, there is someone. It's, <laughs> listen to Mission Control Podcast for the latest and who is not dead. It's <laughs> Michael Gadinsky. Oh, Gadinsky. Gadinsky. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, he away. passed away. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Early this year. Yeah, that was really That's sad. Ed Sheeran wrote a song for him. Mm. Big, big influence. Ed Sheeran wrote a song for him. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Waiting hours. Visiting hours. Okay. I should know. We're, we're both redheads. We talk at the meetings. He sang at his uh, funeral service as well. Yeah. Yeah, visiting hours. Spot on. Yeah, you go. There you go. Second, mm. second try, but not bad. <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I I I hope festivals come back soon. You know, I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we all want the same thing. We all want that vibe, and like we were saying before, with the whole indie resurgence, people want that soul in the music back. Yeah, I think just that that feeling of just rocking up and people everywhere and friends and just let, letting go, but like real fucking rock and roll. Well, I feel like that that died at festivals when they started putting those drug bins out where people could get to a concert and put their drugs in the bin before going into the concert. You reckon that killed Or they can... Uh, they, they didn't do the pill testing mm. and stuff. Do you so think, pe- you pe- pe- you think people should be able to take, like, whatever drugs they want and then go be able to go to the festival? Well, just don't... don't. And no, I think the... The, the regulations. I think yeah. the problem, what happened was... Um, so a few people died because they saw, you know, cops at the gates. Oh shit, they better take their drugs. Yeah, it was like girl the big day, right? Yeah, she had like five pills. Whereas I, yeah. I feel like if they were a bit more sort of uh, uh, lenient about it, mm. people would be a bit more relaxed. And I don't think no one's going to like walk in with a fucking bag of heroin and start shooting up in the middle. Mm. But if you were say, oh, okay, that's fine. You want to smoke a bit of weed? Maybe do a line of coke. Fine, go for it. People would be more um, self-aware. Uh, and I agree. And think about it. Mm. Add this to the list. Just a couple needles in your arm. We can get back to that pretty <laughs> fucking soon. Hey, hey. Other, will they do? Um, I don't know. I'll yeah. strap you up. I've got a belt. If, if they're gonna, I'll do if it. They're gonna test the, the pills at the gate. Can they test the vaccine before they inject it? <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> You're not allowed to. You're, You're not allowed time. to know what's in it. I'm gonna roll up for hair. Five G. I hope. Five G. Injecting five G. Uh, do you know how no, much? That's, that's do you know how many year. spoons I've lost in my kitchen? If I could just stick them to my face. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I'm not going into the five G Telstra. No, no. I was just going to say three hundred million dollars. What? This is my this is my question about the five G thing, right? Mm-hmm. G's one through four, seemingly a smooth transition with very little pushback, if any. What the fuck did they do between 4 and 5G that got everyone so freaked out? Mm. Well, well... F- <laughs> yeah, you're the I man think, for I this, think, apparently. No, well, I think, I think there was pushback against the... Um, when it was like 3G, 4G. There were people speaking up going, you know, there's... It's the same mobile phone argument, you know, is it going to give you ball cancer by having it in your, fo- in your pocket and stuff? Mm. Can, I, can, so I, I, can I quickly interject one thing? Yeah. There was one former Telstra employee that got a bulldozer and started mowing down 4G towers yeah. at one stage. Yeah. So I think remember that, that? Remember that? I think you, you told me about that. But so I think there, there has always been a bit of a pushback between the three 4G type stuff. That's classified as a telecast attack, I think. Telecast <laughs> 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 oh, um, Officially. But the, the 5G <laughs> stuff. Well, yeah, the real 5G. So right now, you know, we got Telstra 5G. There's got two 5G different types of 5G. Yeah, 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 we don't have real 5G right now. We've got 4G plus plus. I know we don't have real 5G. Yeah, now. fucking hell. We've got the the signal being split across two 4G signals, but the millimeter wave frequency is um, that higher, higher in the natural uh, electromagnetic spectrum. Like it's a it's a natural from the sun rays down to fucking audio mm. low waves. That's a natural occurring thing. And then they've decided that they're going to use this millimeter wave, the frequency, to transfer their data, which is on the 20 to 30 gigahertz frequency range, I think it is. Um, and they've only just uh, auctioned off the usage of those uh, millimeter wave frequencies. So Telstra has actually paid up to th- almost $300 million for 150 allocation slots on that millimeter wave frequency using the 20 to 
30 gigahertz range. So Telstra have the skies stitched up, is what you're saying. Huh? No, they no, no, they no. own it all. They own it all. No, they no, oh, all. no, no. A bunch of, there's about six different companies that have all auctioned off and bought yeah. little pockets of this mm-hmm. electromagnetic magnetic spectrum it, to the transfer. The whole spectrum, they, they've auctioned off certain frequencies, like yeah. property almost. Okay. Yeah. So, like, this is reserved for government. This they've is been doing military. that for years. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. every totally. wedding celebrant had to get rid of their little MyPros because that 750 hertz thing mm. didn't work because Kevin Rudd sold that whole frequency off to... Mm. Yeah. So that's what I find. It's, it's weird. Like it's a naturally occurring frequency. Like it's a it's the frequency spectrum is. That's a, a deep cut thing. from the uh, news of two thousand and twelve. <laughs> but by it the is. Way. It is. As in, <laughs> it's like real estate. They allocate that you're allowed to use that frequency spectrum yeah. to yeah. transfer your data. If you've got mm. the money to pay yeah. for it, you can buy. But I think yeah. I think the argument with the five G is the wavelength of the actual millimeter wave frequency has some more tangible property to it that can sort of create some sort of effect on human skin and so even you're getting vague about this so i didn't know anything about this (laughs) and i feel like you're the one that's supposed to know it i know it's it's very very deep no they've done scientific studies on the effect of millimeter wave i just want to know the specifics of the conspiracy theory Mm. i feel like the conspiracy theorists don't even know what they're worried about no, no, you're right. I think that the 5G oh. argument was thrown in to... Dis- Give me the argument. Oh, yeah, I, I, I want don't the even... story. Oh. I want the story. I just don't know what... Wait, it, are we, it, we talking about just 5G or 5G with a vaccine like, or just 5G in general? Because I'd... 5G in general because people don't actually know the difference between 5G telecom and 5G millimeter wave military. Yeah. That's well, two different that's things. The thing. the, the two test, different things. Tests yeah. have been done on millimeter wave frequency that show effects on the human skin at a surface level that and they, can affect the molecules in the skin. They've deployed them Sick. at, at Can you do tattoos with it? No, you, you can melt. You could do tattoo tin. removal, but you, you could, could do melt wi- the skin off. You could do, uh, you can do wireless tattooing. <laughs> you can melt people with uh, millimeter wave 5G. Yeah. That could revolutionize um, the independent tattoo shop industry because <laughs> bikies can't use computers. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could do wireless Bluetooth tattooing, it'd be a racket. Mm. But, you know, there's a big difference because, yeah, people don't really know what 5G is, yeah. I think. Neither do we. But, but that's the thing. Yeah. I think a lot of people... Uh, well, we no, no one knows what it is because we don't fucking have it yet for some reason. Yeah, mm. but everyone thinks we do because we see 5G everywhere and everyone's got their 5G phones and everyone's assumed 5G is 5G. It's not 5G. Yeah. The real 5G is coming next year. Yeah, the millimeter yeah. wave. Yeah, and, and they don't look... The towers don't look like anything we've seen before. Yeah, don't smaller. point out those big fucking towers. They're, they're smaller. Yeah, it's different. It's different. I, I yeah. lived in Canberra once where they got that big Telstra Tower, that big North Korean looking totem just <laughs> staring. Canberra is, I swear to God. Have you been to Canberra? No. Yeah. Canberra is like North Korea, but without the threat of anything ever <laughs> happening. Uh, I remember landing in Canberra for a show, and it was like, this is the creepiest, brutalist des- design. Like everything was in cubes and boxes, right? And there was like it's all is circles it, or something. It's like it's all concentric circles. It's, this is like the Hunger Games, man. Like the city. And we were like, uh, is there like a shop to buy food around here? Like, what the just, fuck do you guys do around well, here? I thought the only people who live in Canberra were politicians and military people. Yeah, uh, no, there's a lot of <laughs> and and fireworks enthusiasts. <laughs> They've got some of the most lax laws in terms of like um, drugs and prostitution. Like you could grow two marijuana plants back in the. That's because all the, the politicians data. are there. Yeah. They want the drugs. That's the course. Australian capital territory. <laughs> yeah. And it's something like, what, it's 
of camera work for the government. They have a government job. Yeah. That okay. must change the, the vibe. And notice how they don't bit. have COVID? I just... <laughs> <laughs> no, but they do. They, they came back. Did they? they came yeah. Back? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We don't have COVID. <laughs> but it's less in Canberra. Because less people, less politicians. Have yeah, but isn't Canberra between <laughs> New South Wales and Victoria and South Australia, and they're all the red hot spots? But the one little bit in the middle doesn't have it. I always say whenever like Melbourne and Sydney get in a pissing contest about who's better, I go, guys, guys, this is how we ended up with Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say, guys, guys, you, you both suck. <laughs> <laughs> I love them both. You know, I, I, love, I love them both too. Yeah. I love. I mean, like, yeah, love Melbourne, but I love Sydney. I actually like Sydney. Mm. I, I like Sydney. Sydney. I think the same reason why. No, I like Sydney because there's there are you know I've played shows there where you do you know you are you are up against uh, a corporate influenced disinterest in bands that that say Melbourne has something better going where people want to go out and see bands mm. a lot. Mm. But the thing I've I have played some shows where I've supported older artists who bring out a lot of the older crew. Who are kind of relics from like the the eighties and like the boom of like you know Sydney live music, and then you get m- more into the nitty gritty of like the New South Wales people that come out to that. And I've done a lot of regional New South Wales stuff, and there's some real music fans there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is it is a, and I and I, like, I don't know, I feel like you, I know where you know where I stand there. I don't know. I don't feel like Sydney lies to me. You yeah. know. You know. Some places they kind of they like they want you to think they're something, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I know. I think that that would be. Oh fuck, that would be Victoria, if any. I think. So, you know that you, know. you know, like um, I love com- both, coming from Perth, right? There's the, the like, there's a big difference between you know just people you know in Melbourne and actual Victorians. Mm. You know Cause, exactly because yeah. I mean, like, uh, I feel like like for that old that old Perth, like like fuck you Melbourne thing. Mm. You know, a lot of the people that might be responsible for that image in our minds are actually people that. If you go back far enough, they just move there from Perth. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's just people moving. Because it takes going there so, much, so it takes going there enough before you actually start meeting people that actually grew up there. Mm. I I love I love Melbourne. I've had some depressing times there, and I've had some fucking amazing times there, and both very different, um, both very much dependent on whether or not I was hanging out with people that were initially from Perth or people that had grown up, grown up there. Mm. I think yeah. we we've all we've all done our our Melbourne. Um, I lived there two years. The Sojan, ago. yeah, yeah. A, a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. do, right? Because you go there, very hard. You run out of money. Your band doesn't make it, mm. and then and then you just become another bad advertisement for Melbourne. And yeah. that's so like, and Absolutely. when you go to Melbourne, you stay, you sleep on the couches of those people, mm. and then that affects your opinion of, <laughs> yeah, of Melbourne. Exactly. But then when you sometimes you go to Melbourne, you hang out with nothing but people from Melbourne and bands from Melbourne, and when they're like, well, that's, that's amazing. What's going on? What's it's going awesome. wrong? It's exactly, because you're still yeah. kind of in that little bubble. I think literally three of us here have done a Melbourne trip and lived there. Yeah. And have come back as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 love, I love that city. I love that city. You ever, you ever play a show in Wollongong? I don't think I've made it to Wollongong. I think I've driven through it. I don't think I've played. Uh, if I have, it's been with Draft. Yeah. And I think no. That I, I could live there. That's a cool place. Really? You could live in Wollongong? Really big Buddhist temple up on the hill. Big Buddhist temple? Yeah. Are you a Buddhist? Really no, no, but it's just... Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just a, a douchebag. Tinfoil hat wearing douchebag. Hey, um, uh, Nick just sent a link over here. I didn't get it. 
Um, so <laughs> Neither did I. I've got 5G in my arm. <laughs> How fucking slow is this? You didn't get the transmission? <laughs> no, there, there was an ex-army... Sorry, a, a man accused of stealing an ex-army uh, military tank and demolishing a string of mobile phone towers. And he was an ex-telecommunications uh, employee. Um, apparently, he had learned what these things do over time and took it into his own hands and ran over a bunch of towers. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. And he got it wrong. It's not the 4G. It's not yet. It's not the one you should be worried about. No, but yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, know, I feel weird, like some people do go too extreme. Like, oh, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to burning a fucking tower. Yeah, that's because they know more shit than us. <laughs> Did anyone get hurt? I don't think anyone got hurt. He just then I kind of like him. I kind of like, like even though <laughs> I fundamentally disagree with everything about him. What a way to but go out! You do, you. Yeah. you do you, you do you. Mind you, uh, it was a military tank. Yeah, I don't know how we got the uh, the the link won't really open for me, but um. I still remember back. It must have been nineteen ninety six or something. Someone stole uh, an armored personnel carrier from the Swanbourne barracks and drove wow. it up and down St George's Terrace. The, the armored personnel carrier, just like I just have that memory. Yeah. Just picturing someone in a tank going for a joyride. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's like such a bad thing to do, but it's badass as well. So that's kind of cool. Steal a tank and just a APC in the middle of <laughs> St. George's <laughs> yeah, Terrace. Going up and down. Like, <laughs> I've seen many things from my apartment. I haven't seen a tank yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually all the rubbernecking on the traffic in the other lane that caused the, t- the jam. <laughs> the tank was fine. It's just Perth drivers. <laughs> could, could <laughs> well, what, what was that? Holy yeah. shit. And then they crashed? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. Uh, we got a bounce, um, but thanks for coming on, man. Are we done? Yeah, I think we're done. That's what time is it? One and a half hours. Well, we've got to bounce by 10 or they'll kick us out. Okay, this right. Yeah. But, um, I am a musician. I have records <laughs> coming out, uh, music to promote. Uh, you are welcome to uh, get Hell onto yeah. that um, when I'm not, you know, uh, fighting the good fight for Big Pharma. <laughs> uh, I'm also making uh, pretty nifty little pop disco tunes. So, uh, yeah, get on board with that. Just thought I'd slip a bit of promo into Oh, no, it. totally, yeah. yeah. Um, so, What Love Feels Like comes out this Friday. When does this go out? Um, hopefully... We can try and push it for Friday. We can try and push it for Friday. Mm. So, so Friday. it comes out right now. Comes out it's, right now. It's oh, out now. And starting now, <laughs> it's out. Uh, and you've got a show on the thirtieth of September at the Rosemount. At the Rosemount Hotel. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Um, come was, one, come all. How's the Rosemount now? I there it's yeah, still the Rosemount. It's still the Rosemount. Yeah, yeah well, I think I've been there since it's changed. Since it's done, it looks fucking cool. New now. crew booking it. Feels good. Cool people booking yeah. it. Yeah, you've sold out. You know, shows there before, man. I've, I've, I've sold out show there. One show? Yeah, we did one. We have sold out one show. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That was the Infidels. Again, going back to the band. Doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, that was our second album launch back in 2014. Yeah. And uh, Hayley Ayres, who is still my good friend and books my shows to this yeah, day. The, right. the violin player mm-hmm. uh, and booking, booking managerial person within the band uh, was very... Um, it was kind of the early days of her doing that sort of thing. And mm. and uh, we wouldn't have sold it out without her, but there was a really good promo built up to that gig. I was at that show. It was really good. Well, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was good. I, think, I remember we legally went over the capacity. That felt good. That felt good. <laughs> but I couldn't, I couldn't appreciate <laughs> it at the time. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, you don't want to do that now. We didn't. Super spreader. You'd be fucking arrested now. Yeah, but yeah. Um, that we, was a, that we, was a real good show, man. Yeah, we were, I think I feel like we were too broke at the time to appreciate it. But looking back on it, mm. yeah, it's, it's awesome. A lot of things I even took for granted. Like I've been on heaps of tours, and I just talked myself into being too cool to enjoy it, man. And I really want to. I was never too cool, but I was. <laughs> I had my eye too much on the the, the negatives. On the statements, you know, just like exactly. thinking about, oh, God, yeah, we sold out tonight, but we'd have to sell out tomorrow to even make back. You know, exactly. like, you know, just see, think, see? you're thinking about the wrong That's stuff. The thing, yeah. You shouldn't think about that, but yeah. you have to now because going back to what I said at the top of the hour <laughs> was that all bands are independent and more corporate minded now and more thinking uh, about the business and mm. more, and it's. That that rock and roll dream of oh, I just make the music, man. I don't even care, you know. Like um, most people don't allow themselves that kind of freedom yeah. because you get mm. kind of caught up in the numbers. Yeah, totally, man. But it's hard to do, you know. Um, That's why I try and think about it less now. Yeah, just just yeah. enjoy and act on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You are a talented dude, and you write songs that piss me off a lot because I can't stop playing them legitimately. Yes. <laughs> That's no, it. Like, for real. That's my um, propaganda. <laughs> you know how to... Yeah, you probably got some sublim- subliminals mm-hmm. in there. Well, that's the fact. Like, I've, I've had some of those songs stuck in my head all week. And no, but like, yeah. It's just like, why? Why? For me, it's like not my go-to yeah, type thing. It's, but it's really not his, gut, like, his genre. And it, we're mm-hmm. blasting it every day in, in our studio apartment all the time. Cool. I just have it in my head when I go to bed. I'm like, you guys live together as well? No, we don't. No. Oh, no. Okay. We fuck occasionally. <laughs> like, that's all right. No, I just. <laughs> uh, should we give it another jam out? Do one more. Yeah. Mothers and Papas, something, something cool. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Mission Control podcast. Um, yeah. Find us Spotify, YouTube, YouTube. everywhere. All right, all oh, those places. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Tim, thank you, Tim. for coming. Woo. Amazing. And McGowan's great. <laughs> what? I went for a walk with no social distancing on a springtime day. Cause it's WA. Yeah. You should get vaccinated. Vaccination, baby. I went for a uh, California dreaming. Yeah. On 5G Woo! speed. Thanks for listening, guys. Woo-hoo. I passed along the way.